Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I am joined, as always, by Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. How are you, Mike? I am good. Um, we are we were one day removed from the emergence of CM Punk back into the wrestling world. Yes, and unless this has all been a super elaborate troll, but I doubt it. But that would be no. They would have to shut down AEW. Yeah, and Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> like Tony Khan, even he put out a tweet like an hour ago saying that. Um, a new era of wrestling and a new era of AEW is starting with the last dance. Okay. And will continue towards all out. Okay. So yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so let's uh <laughs> this is crazy. So let, let's just get into the news. Um 2.0 are all elite. That was announced today. That's mm-hmm. fun as hell. Yeah. Um they had a hell of a match on Dynamite. They have been perfect. Um, yeah, they're, they're lovable idiots, whether they're mm-hmm. faces or heels. Um, they're guys that they honestly never need to win a match no. and they, and they, like, they just, they serve an absolute purpose. Like, it's so funny when you think of jobbers over the years, you think of people that you don't want to watch. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think of these guys, they are jobbers. They're jobbers. They like they have a role, but they're very, very good at it and very, very entertaining. Like yeah. AEW has jobbers that I cannot wait to watch them. Mm-hmm. That's very, very impressive. Yeah, and I think you pointed it out. One of them's Canadian, but he has like a Brooklyn accent, which is awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> I think they're both Canadian. Yeah, they're both Canadian, but they're just like, they're like, hey, hey, go take a swing. Hey, yeah. oh, but a bing. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on now, this is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, and Ruby Soho, uh, formerly Ruby Riot, um, put out a a video this week of her going to catch a train, like running to catch a train, missing it, but then it says to be continued, mm-hmm. and it's called the Runaway. And on her ticket, it says Orlando to NYP, which is New York Penn Station. So looks like we'll be seeing her at Arthur Ashe. Yeah, which would be cool. Um, I had thought that we would see her at Chicago, and that still could be the case. It could be that she didn't she didn't make the train mm-hmm. to to go to Arthur Ashe. So maybe she arrives at because she's the perfect uh joker but it's possible that they want her to come out like they do most of the major um reveals they do they don't do that in the battle royals yeah so that that'll be interesting um yeah so i I can't wait for that she's amazing um and I've heard she's incredible in the locker room, and it it's tough when looking at the AW women's division right now because they were doing great at one point, and since like they were really good, they put the belt on Britt Baker, and then they've sort of gone back to their old ways, which is frustrating. Yeah, of the one match per night in the cool down just before the main event, it's it's a little frustrating, but. Of uh, bringing in a absolute star 
like uh, Ruby Soho will be great, and she she can help carry that division. Like she sure. could be, she could be the top star. Mm-hmm. Um, she will. You could. It would not be uh, hard to argue that she would be the most complete worker in the division. Yeah, and she's already been working in front of tons of fans in WWE, so she's not going to get rattled. She's not going to wilt under the under the spotlight. Yeah. Like she, yeah. she'll be as polished as they come. Even the Japanese women, they're not used to the North American audience. So like yeah. there's, there's like, like a so even they have a, a bit of a, a bit of a learning curve yeah. um, getting into it. So I'm, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Her, the video she put out was cool too. And it's just like, I don't want to just rag on WWE, but it's like, you see all these people after they leave and all the creative videos they make. And they're like, so creative. It's like, you got to utilize their creativity, man. And just let them do cool stuff. Well, yeah, and the reports of all the people that were still in WWE being absolutely heartbroken when she left, mm-hmm. te- that tells you something. Yeah. When uh, when the locker room is devastated. It was like when, uh, I don't know if you saw that video of Adam Cole was streaming on Twitch Mm-hmm. When he got the the text that uh, Tyler Breeze had been cut, yeah, I saw and, that. Like it was in my mentions, but I didn't, I didn't, or not my mentions, like the on YouTube when you finish a video and it pops up, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, he hasn't. He didn't say what it was at the time, but he's he's streaming. He gets a text. He's looking at the te- and he basically breaks down crying, mm-hmm. but doesn't tell anyone. Like he's looking at it and he looks. He looks like he just got news that his dog died. Yeah. And then he composes himself, put down, puts down his phone and says, sorry guys, okay, let's get back to the stream. And then it's come out later on that that was him getting the, the news that Tyler got. So like Tyler Breeze is another guy that just people loved him mm-hmm. within that company. It's like why he couldn't have been commanding that much money. Yeah. Like why get rid of a locker room leader? Yeah, I was going to say you need... Even if you don't use them that much on TV, you still need those types of people in the the locker room, you know. For sure. Yeah, especially if you're getting rid of the expensive people in NXT, like mm-hmm. keep him. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't doesn't really make sense. Anyways, speaking of yeah. Adam Cole, uh, oh yeah, there's rumors about you know whether he's going to because their final match is Sunday for NXT. Which yeah, is weird that NXT is on a Sunday, but um, he put out a tweet saying his um. Twitch channel's not going anywhere. So, yeah. and on the main roster, you can't have that type of stuff. So he's either staying in NXT or he's leaving the company is what it seems like to me. Yes. Or they, or they're going to give him some sort of exception. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he did meet with Vince personally. So maybe he's like, Hey, I'll stay. He's, but <laughs> some, some people get exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Yeah. He, he's one of the few. He's one of the few people that uh, that has been allowed to continue to do things that other people are not. So let's get to dynamite this week. And I sh- we should say the 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 numbers came out. It was like mid nine hundreds. So yeah, I think still... it was like nine seventy five or something like that, which is close to a million. But yeah, it was a uh, it was similar to last week. It was like just a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could turn down your mic just a bit. 
I'm catching a little bit of. Uh, is that better? Echo. Yeah, it's okay. just like every just every once in a while, I'll get a little bit of echo. I got you. Okay, so let's talk about dynamite. So the dynamite started off really hot. This was the uh, it was a 2.0 versus Sting and Darby. It uh-huh. didn't start out that way. Um, it was Moxley and Kingston were announced that uh, they've got something to say. So they're heading down to the ring to their music to to Wild Thing. They're like high fiving the crowd. They're getting into it, and then all of a sudden, they just get jumped, and they get jumped by 2.0 and Garcia, and they're just beating them with pipes. Mm-hmm. It's like what the fuck? They're just like hitting them in the knees. That like. They just lay them out and then 2.0 get into the ring. They jump on the mic and they say, hey, Darby and Sting, we took out your boys. Why don't you come out here and start this match now? Want to take a swing? Oh, and uh, <laughs> the lights go out. There's Sting. And then Darby, Darby's music hits. And I don't remember where he came from. But he, he, You could like see a silhouette like he's coming through the tunnel, but then he came through the crowd. And okay. Yeah. Fighting from behind. Yeah, he came with a skateboard, and mm-hmm. Sting was out there without the shirt. He never had the shirt. He didn't have to take it off. Yeah, um, he, he's got that. He's got that fit dad confidence going. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked amazing. Yeah, you could tell they, he's having so much fun too, which is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so they're fighting, and it's three on one because Garcia is still with two point yeah. so it's fucking three out there, and they're. They're fighting, they're battling, they go out into the, uh, they battle out backstage into the, I don't know where, where they are, but it was like, I don't know. It was like a lounge looking area, but there was, I don't even know. (laughs) There was a a guy in there (laughs) that was supposed to not be there, just taking (laughs) photos. And then I guess he got yelled at by Bryce Rensberg and then ran away. Um, yeah, so they're fighting, and 2.0 hit their finisher on Darby, which is, it's basically just a, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's like where it's called a two for the show, where they pick him up, and they normally they drape the guy over the ropes. Yeah, it's like, it's like a, a st- not gun stun, stun gun is what you'd call it when you get him on the rope like that. Okay, but they did that just into like the architecture. Yeah, he just like hit the into rafter. the wall. That was, that was like... That was fucking dope. Like He's just, so high too. They knocked <laughs> they, they knocked there. Darby clean out. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, and then uh they're fighting and they battle into the ring or they're battling towards the ring and they're they're double teaming Sting at this point and the crowd is booing them mm-hmm. like vociferously. Like they ju- they're just chanting, You suck, you suck, mm-hmm. you suck at the top of their at the top of their lungs. And then Darby ever so gingerly just like runs along the a barricade mm-hmm. or like along a just some separation wall and just does a f- fucking f- like flipping tope onto the guys out of nowhere, which is yeah. so cool. And then, um, uh, is this when uh, Kingston reemerges and takes Garcia away? He's like, he's like, Garcia, we're gonna go have a talk. Yeah, <laughs> he grabs Garcia, yanks him away, and then they're going, uh, then it's on even footing. But 2.0 is still giving them the business. They suplex Darby onto the skateboard, which is upside down. So back first onto the trucks. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> oh. 
Like just gross. Yeah. Just gross. That could have not felt good at all. Cause I don't even know how you begin to take that. Cause that <laughs> like it turns you into like a fucking like zigzag fry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I, exactly. Um, then they 2.0 picks up sting and double power bombs him through a table. And I was like, Oh God, sting's dead. And yeah. before I even finished the word dead sting had popped back up. No sold it. Did the chest bump and, <laughs> and Matt of 2.0. Was like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and, then and then they try to run away from. Yeah. Was it, what did Darby do here? He drop kicked him, like springboard drop kicked him into the double scorpion death drop. Okay, that's how they got in there. They turned around to run away from Sting, and then Darby kicks him back into Sting, and he double scorpion death drops him. And then from the double scorpion death drop, he gets him into the double scorpion death lock for the (laughs) one, two, three, which I don't know who called it. It was like, oh, this is the first time we've ever seen this. Nope. Mm-hmm. Every time Natalia does a match. Yeah, she does a double sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah. Not so well, but mm-hmm. she does it. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was amazing. And then later on that night, we get the official word 2.0 is all elite, which is fantastic. Because mm-hmm. I they've had a 20-year tr- career, which is crazy. They don't Dang. seem that old yeah. to even to possibly have a 20-year career. Which is a, they must have started they when ju- they were young. They just got to WWE. They hadn't been there long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. It's been like two months since they got let go from WWE, and now they're fighting Sting. <laughs> 30 days, man. Mm-hmm. 30 days. Yeah. Not even, it hasn't even been two months. Yeah, that that's true. F- fucking, because they were NXT guys. Mm-hmm. And they ha- apparently had just gotten to NXT. They were mostly just in the dregs on 205 which yeah. is even crazier. Like, mm-hmm. how do you fuck these guys up? Yeah, I know. Like, they're money. They just... Think of all the merch that these guys are going to sell, man. Yeah. Yeah, if you just keep letting them talk and, like, just do their shtick, like the dumb guy, the dumb the dumb evil tough guy type of... Not necessarily a himbo, because they're not good guys, but just like the... But if they were good guys, they would be himbos. Yeah, yeah. Just like that. So yeah, they're going to sell tons of merch. Tons of merch. Because... I'll buy a 2.0 shirt for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Okay, so on to the next match. Next we had Sammy versus Spears. And this was this was essentially their blow-off of their mm-hmm. mini feud within the larger feud of uh, Pinnacle and Inner Circle. And it was great, man. This was I thought this was Spears' best um best match. Mm-hmm. And also like Spears, since he's joined the Pinnacle has been making everyone look so good. Like yeah, and that's his job. Yeah, he's and Sammy too, him and Sammy like since they first joined the company, they have so much more confidence like in their mm-hmm. characters and stuff and it's really awesome. I mean, if you go back and watch the first was it the first Dynamite that Sammy wrestled Cody? Mm-hmm. Like he you could tell he was super nervous, but now he's just like super confident like just radiates oh my off God. of him. He does things like with such like his matches have a feel and Mm -hmm. like part of it, like there's like a reckless chaotic energy to his matches where like, which is like, that's why poor Matt Hardy got killed like multiple times against Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) um, And Spears almost lost his life in this one. From that feud too. Like 
Oh, I remember that feud. I was like, I don't want to see this anymore. But now Sammy's like one of the highlights of the show every time he's on. One of his his earliest feud with Darby was crazy too. Mm-hmm. Like they went nuts on each other. That was before Jacksonville. <laughs> um, that one was crazy. But yeah, um, Spears is one of those guys where that, like I was talking about with 2.0, like he's a jobber, but I enjoy watching him because he he puts over the he looks great and he makes the person he's fighting look incredible and he's mm-hmm. been doing that ever since the pinnacle so yeah that's been great he's, to see he's a, a good hand as they say like you could put him in put him in with anyone and he can have a good match with them mm-hmm. which and is what you, you want the thing is you don't want him to go over anybody it's perfect mm-hmm. um but yeah so to start we had heard that there was or not heard it was on the match graphic that sammy had a major announcement apparently that major announcement was proposing to his partner in their hometown in front of the fans just which is beautiful. a which is a cool thing mm-hmm. yeah the crowd's going nuts and it's awesome yeah so sammy comes out he gets the texas pop um spear oh, spears jumps him on the promo before the match oh fuck yeah we're uh <laughs> he tells sammy that tonight he'll allow him to be on top for one night only yeah like, <laughs> what do he say uh congratulations sammy must be slim pickings here in houston and then the pinnacle, we're always on top, and I'll, I'll let your fiance be in the pinnacle so she could be on top. It's like chill, Spears, chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> sir, sir, calm sir. down, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's a stiff match, which I'm not surprised. The both these guys work stiff. Um, mm-hmm. Sammy, especially if we've seen like the amount of times people get busted out, that's one thing he could work on a little bit is yeah. not hurting the other person but his matches look amazing as a result um as i said spears made sammy look great uh there were shots of pam which is funny because pammy guevara pammy guevara that'd be awesome <laughs> um they kept showing shots of her in the crowd and the first and like to varying degrees of success because the first time they showed her sammy was doing something good and then the rest of the times they showed her sammy's getting beat up but she was just <laughs> smiling <laughs> <laughs> which is funny she, like she didn't know what to do with her face i was like <laughs> oh god guys stop stop going to her she doesn't know you're putting her on the air yeah um then uh Tully gets involved and he hits the spike pile driver on Sammy. And I was like, how is this not a DQ? And then I realized why it wasn't because, uh, Sammy and Spears then go in the ring and the bell rings. It's like, oh yeah. shit. I was wondering that too. I was like, oh, the match hadn't even started yet. And they're just beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> this is, this is a Sammy Guevara thing. He's done that a few times in his matches. So mm-hmm. I should, I should learn to expect that. Um, yeah, so then Aubrey immediately then kicks out Tully, which was awesome. Um, he tries to hit her with his jacket. Um, <laughs> then uh, Spears lowers his knee and then does a bunch of knees in the corner, which is nice. It's like a, it's similar to his old finisher that he used to do in NXT. He would lower his <laughs> knee pad, and then yeah. I think it's basically just a uh, code breaker, but whatever. Um, yeah. But he does. But it was cool, cool too because he had Sammy's like arm trapped, all weird, so he couldn't protect himself. It was cool. Yeah, he gets him in like a hammerlock and then mm-hmm. knees him in the face. So it looked pretty, looked pretty badass. And then uh, Sammy pulls out a guardrail, uh, puts it like drapes it 
on the apron and the uh and the railing and then sammy dvds spears onto the guardrail and like that thing bent a little <laughs> like he, yeah, that had he no took the bump hard and that is <laughs> spears's finisher is the dvd so that mm-hmm. that's not insignificant there and then he hits spears with the 630 cent on which he kicks out from which i'm sure some people will be mad i don't care like it's not the finisher whatever um we know that's yeah, not I, I thought it was weird he kicked out but like you said earlier this is probably their blow off so you know you got yeah it's their blow off. and i look at it like these guys are superheroes superheroes take a lot of punishment i'm mm-hmm. fine with it and also there's precedent for people kicking out of the six out of his 630 Mm-hmm. The last match he was in, uh, MJF kicked out of the 630. So it's not like somebody hasn't done it before that. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a, per- a particularly uh, protected finish from Sammy. It's more like his signature move leading into his mm-hmm. um, finisher, which is the GTH, which he set that up by dropping his knee pad and then just repeatedly kneeing spears in the in the head busting him wide open yeah like a gusher that they didn't even show because it was the hard way and they i guess they didn't really want to focus on it Mm -hmm. so he busted him wide open and it was quick because then he put him up for the gth and like sammy looked like a jackson pollock painting yeah, like he was yeah. splattered in Spears's blood. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my god! Well, when Spears was getting covered too, you could see his Spears's own blood all over his legs. Like it had run down that far already. Yeah, he got he his forehead got cracked open. Mm-hmm. Like about because getting cut open from a knee is intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's some MMA shit. But yeah, really vicious match, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was good. I liked it a lot too. It was a lot of fun, and Sammy winning in his hometown is always good, especially after he uh, just proposed to his partner and stuff. So it's always good to see. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I loved it. It was really good. Um, next, we had Christian and Don Callis having an exchange backstage. Um, Don Callis breaks down their history. He says it's been twenty five years since he broke Christian into the business and he says, yeah, he, he's basically acting like Friday night didn't even happen. He's like, I haven't seen you in 25 years, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, he said, Oh, he's like, it's cute that you got the impact belt. That that's uh, that's really nice for you. And then Christian says, I, I can, I can see what you're doing here. I can see that Kenny sent you out here cause he's rattled and I'm in his head and he sent you out here to try and, uh, Try and divert me. Try to try to get me off my game. But Don, we all like you haven't changed either over twenty five years. You're still a carny piece of shit. And then he mm-hmm. walks off. And this is just foreshadowing for later in, on in the night. And I thought it was, it was a nice little promo. It was quick. It was funny. Um, it's really it's really putting Christian over this carny mm-hmm. piece of shit line that he's doing with don like it it's popping the crowd which is good because that line saved the crowd last week mm-hmm. when they were chanting cm punk yeah. and then and then he said carney piece of shit and they all just exploded mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's funny what the word shit can do it's like, <laughs> like they say shit every week guys but whatever yeah um, no. it's just you know that 
little kid in you. Oh, he said a bad word. <laughs> also, it's all it's like twenty years of uh, WWE not being able to say it. <laughs> okay, so the another backstage or not backstage a uh, vignette we got. It was, like a, it was yeah. Dante, and it's basically him announcing to the world that he's arrived, saying that he took Kenny to to his limit last week and. To me, this just shows that AW recognizes the star that they have on their on their hands, and they also know that he's gonna be off camera for a while, just being the position that he is in the company. He's probably gonna be on dark. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe the odd trios match he'll be in, but they yeah. know that. Let's just put him back out there in front of people's, keep him top of mind, because he's not gonna be main eventing for a while. Yeah. So, so I thought Is that there any cool. word on when his brother's coming back? No. Last time I saw him, he was still limping a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he had surgery, so I think it just takes a while to rehab yeah. from it. It's like an ACL tear or something that he had. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, because whenever they come back and they start letting them do their stuff again, they're gonna they're gonna be over pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll be they'll be uh, top of the card in that mm-hmm. division for sure. Like um, him well, versus two point that'd be awesome. My goodness, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um so the next the next segment, this is weird because the first time they did this, it worked so well. I was so looking forward to this and this was not good. This is no, like the lowest is... point of the show for me. I was like, "Oh, no." I have seen like of all like the countless opinions of of this I've seen online, I've seen like one person in like 30 enjoyed this and this was the return of dan lambert of from american top team and again we were hyped about this because last time he did this it was good mm-hmm. um yeah this yeah, stunk. He, he started it's so just i hate when the lazy millennial it's like dude millennial i'm a we're both millennials and we're 36 like it's we're not like young punks anymore like we're all old now like you can't do the millennial thing anymore <laughs> like dante martin that you just saw isn't even a millennial millennials yeah. are older than him yeah 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 <laughs> and i'm sure the two dudes in the ring with them are millennials so it's like what do you <laughs> for sure yeah um, it's just like that old trope it's like I, this is so yeah it just I did laugh though whenever he said because you guys are at home playing Dungeons and Dragons or looking up weird shit on the dark web. That was actually a funny line. But that just, was funny. He's just good. the millennial he's... thing. It was just like this is so just dumb. <laughs> he's he's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Like he was good at it last time, just channeling Jim Cornette. But it just, he did the exact same bit this time with yeah. dimin- with diminished results. Mm-hmm. And he brought in, he brought out Orlovsky and Dos Santos with him from the, from the UFC. Um, but they didn't get involved and they're both old. Mm-hmm. Um, Orlovsky is basically retired and Dos Santos lost his last few matches. Like they're both like older guys, which is fine, whatever. But the fact that they didn't even get involved just is just makes it so strange like why are why are they even there instead mm-hmm. when archer comes out uh to confront them the uh, men of the year attack him and they have nothing to do with dan lambert yeah it didn't make any sense they didn't address it at all yeah the only thing it, that was like addressed was um uh uh page did like a karate kick like taunt 
<laughs> for like a martial arts thing. Yeah, it's just it, it felt really disjointed, and my only hope is that we're going to be seeing Minoru Suzuki. Yes, arrive to back up Archer, and why we say that is Minoru Suzuki is booked in a in the United States in a match against Archer in New Japan. Mm-hmm. in the coming weeks and he's also doing four dates with GCW so yeah, he's going to so be he's, around. He's here till at least the end of October. So yeah. He's he's not going to be in Japan. It doesn't look like he's doing the G1. Mm-hmm. Um so it's yeah. like Can you imagine you just hear Kazuni Narai on Dynamite? Oh my god, we haven't have been to... able to hear that. We haven't had the had the fans Chant mm-hmm. Kazani Harai. Um, you would uh, have to do the show alone because I'd die. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the Japanese fans haven't been able to do that because yeah. they've not been allowed to make noise in Japan for over a year. Like mm-hmm. since before the pandemic, they haven't been able to do that. They've been so good about obeying the rules, mm-hmm. which is so sad that Japan's having such a hard time. They're obeying yeah. the rules and yet fucking places that aren't are doing better whatever yeah. um yeah but yeah, yeah if, he, so, if he shows up that that's i mean that's that makes the most sense to me once i saw that they were having their match in at one of the new japan usa shows i was like oh they got to bring him into AEW to help out against men of the year i would say so yes i think that is i would say me. that's a very very good bet especially with their match coming up mm-hmm. like they have the match and we know they're friends, mm-hmm. so they're going to have the match. There's going to be a mutual respect, and then Archer's going to maybe men of the year show up there and attack them both, or That'd attack cool. Archer, and Suzuki defends them and then sets up a match. Like there's ways of doing this. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to have Minoru Suzuki show up on Dynamite before the match. Yeah, you could just say Archer's. I brought some backup, and then hit. Uh, Kazuni Narai, and then everyone just loses their minds, including me at home. Kazuni Narai. Yeah, that first show they did, New Japan did in the U.S. when he came out, that crowd. I mean, they belted that at him, and he—you could—he he was, you know, he does his like stone cold killer look, but you could tell, you could see him smile underneath his towel whenever they did it. Like, you know, he's like, "Yeah, you're right, motherfuckers." And yeah, yes, I just want to see him on dynamite. Please. That's one of my favorite. Uh intros or songs of all time for wrestling because it does not suit him at all no 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 no. it's amazing Mm -hmm. it's like this pop song but he he i guess he really liked that singer and she made that song just for him so it's kind of crazy it's amazing (laughs) i love it so much well if you follow Um, him on instagram he just like goes fishing and talks about socks and clothes but then you see him wrestling he's just a grizzled old bastard that'll kill you kicking teeth out yeah (laughs) All right, so the next segment we had, we had this is I guess this is kind of a rough like few promos in a row. There's a lot of promos on the show, like looking at our notes. Yeah. Even in the like the next hour too. It's yeah. a lot. Like I wonder if they're just trying to save the wrestlers well, up cuz they got a pay-per-view coming or Well, remember when we were doing our predictions and they had initially on the card Starks versus Cage was on the card as well, as well as Brett versus an unknown person, and then mm-hmm. both those got cut. Yeah, so it's possible that they just sort of like shoved last second promos. Yeah, in their Could place. Be. Yeah, and that's why some of them feel a little 
weird and unnecessary and sort of like why was this even on the show yeah because there's this felt like the like most promo heavy like dynamite i can remember seeing in a Mm -hmm. long time which is funny (laughs) yeah so this next we have an another unneeded promo by chris jericho and it's like it's basically him doing the previously on recap that starts at the beginning of a netflix show except we don't have the skip button (laughs) exactly so he's like for the past month i've been doing i'm like oh jesus yeah we saw it (laughs) we've been watching chris (laughs) it was was very strange he just recapped everything that they've been doing for the past month i was like yeah i know and it really just served for him to say like and remember Remember to check your phone for the lyrics yeah. so that you can sing it when I yeah, come out. Wink, AEW's wink. been tweeting it out all week, too, the lyrics and stuff. I was hoping. Well, I'll, I'll get to that whenever we get to the match. But <laughs> this next yeah, match, so, speaking of matches, was awesome. Yeah, this was good. This was Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. Um, match was a ton of fun. They really leaned into talking about the entourage yeah, JR and was just, just super pissed as soon as they all walked out. How many guys do they need? He's like, what the f-? He's like, <laughs> like, oh my god, what's that? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um what we got what we got over here? There's 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 ten of them. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, so like more to come on that one on the mm-hmm. uh, the amount of people in there. Nick Jackson continues to be the funniest person in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely walking to the ring. My wife was like, "They look like they just go to like Hobby Lobby or um, I don't know if they have Hobby Lobbies everywhere, like a craft store, uh, and just uh, glue a bunch of shit to their jackets before they, they come out." They basically do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Nick Jackson, he's to start the match he's just fucking around like mm-hmm. like basically do like there's a story of nick jackson when he first got trained by super dragon where super dragon was like having them do like uh cross bodies off the top rope or having them do like elbow drops or something and nick jackson goes up and does like a a 450 or mm-hmm. something like that and and then super dragon and then every he had heat with everybody, and Super Dragon beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> just had all the biggest guys just lay them out for like forty minutes. <laughs> and this is basically what Nick Jackson did here. He's <laughs> flipping around the ring. He does like a a backflip swan dive out of the ring, like like just fucking around. And he's being a complete asshole. And Jungle Boy's just had enough of Nick's bullshit and just cross bodies him. Yeah. <laughs> which was awesome. Um, Luchasaurus looked amazing in this match. Yeah, he this is, is the the best I've seen Luchasaurus probably since he's returned from injury, man. He looked awesome. Yeah, he, he's really good in front of fans. Mm-hmm. They um, they were, the Bucks really put him over and the crowd was really over for, uh, for Luchasaurus. The Bucks were, they were bumping around for him like they were Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he would just like put put his hand on them, and they were flying around as if he was Hulk Hogan, just mm-hmm. like like flipping and flopping. And there was a Hurricane Rana by Jungle Boy where he he was basically like, "Oh, I see you, Dante Martin. Watch this." Mm-hmm. And then he did a like a Hurricane Rana to one of the young bucks that was on the apron and flipped him onto the onto the outside, which is amazing. 
Brandon Cutler at one point tries to distract Luchasaurus with a flare, like it's mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. <laughs> He's waving it in front of him to try and uh, stop him from doing the double choke slam, which does not work. Mm-hmm. He still gets the double choke slam. Um, Did he throw led... Nick into him? I think so. <laughs> but yeah, he pushed him into him and he rebounded and they yeah. got the double choke slam. Um, there was a double super kick like counter to Jungle Boy that was like we've seen this so often from the Young Bucks, but like those like the guys flying through the air and they super kick him out of the air. Mm-hmm. Like, he went down like nobody's like like nobody's business. That doesn't make any sense, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Jungle Boy kicks out of the Indie Taker after that. And then Kenny comes down. Like, this match is getting wild. There's all kinds of interference happening. Kenny mm-hmm. runs down and just fucking whacks Marco Stunt in the back with a chair. Which continues like their ever-going mini-feud. Which is Kenny so funny. just hates Marco. <laughs> and has hated him since when he was a face. Yeah. <laughs> when they were like... He has like a friendly like six-man tag or something, right? And he just hated Marco. <laughs> That's when we first got the, the first hint that Kenny was going to turn heel. Yeah, yeah. So then Kenny, he throws the chair into the ring. Um, Jungle Boy is able to turn it around on the Bucks again, gives a brain buster on the chair. The um, chair exploded too. Whenever he hit the brain oh, buster. Oh yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it, it crumpled. That that mm-hmm. thing was a tin chair. That was a tinfoil chair. Um, mm-hmm. Then Christian comes out from the back. He he takes out Kenny. They're, they battle into the back. We don't see them again for a while. Then then the the Jurassic Express hits the Thoracic Express, which is their ridiculous flipping powerbomb. Power That's my new favorite move in wrestling, by the way. That thing was so cool. I've seen him do it before, but I guess Matt just knew how to take it because he flipped so fast for him. It looked awesome. Yeah, it was crazy, and it was not kicked out of. Uh, there was a near fall, but it was broken up by Nick, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah. Um, then the elite try to they all they're all trying to enter the ring like a horde of zombies. Yeah, and Jungle Boy is just like with the shotgun, just kicking them <laughs> <Yeah>. off <laughs> one after the other. But of course, like there's one zombie that's like a half zombie that like grabs him by the ankle, and then mm-hmm. um he gets a he gets a backslide. He does a backslide for the pin, but it get, get it gets countered directly into a BTE trigger. That was which cool. Was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Matt Jackson just like grabbed his legs and flipped him up and then mm-hmm. he was in perfect position for it. Yeah. Like it came out of nowhere, which is awesome because normally the BTE trigger it's sort of like it's a slow setup and you can see it coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. But this was like a quick transition, which was awesome hell of a match the interference was obscene it was all over the place um and then kenny and doc gallows come back out to the ring and they're carrying the limp body of christian they get him into the ring they're just beating these guys down viciously one winged angel to christian like this is like the most vicious beating the elite have given somebody even Mm -hmm. don Callis got into it he gave he gave christian a kick and then sold it as if he hurt his leg mm-hmm. which was funny um yeah what the fuck did you think of this match i thought this match was amazing the segment after was cool kenny was wearing his chick magnet shirt which if you don't know cm punk in his documentary admitted that the cm stands for chick magnet he was in a tag team called the chick magnets 
So that's what CM stands for. So another call out to CM Punk on a Kenny shirt, which is funny because Kenny's always wearing shirts with CM on him <laughs> in some way, if shape, you, or form. If you Google um, Chick Magnet shirt, it's literally the first oh, is uh, it? image that pops up. Is yeah. uh, It's a sponsored shirt from Amazon. I'm sure like that's this- where Kenny got it from. <laughs> But this is what the book. This is what the elite do. They just Google a thing and take the first thing. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, this I like this whole segment a lot. It, uh, I'm still thinking it all out. It's going to be title versus title. Kenny, it could. It very, Christian. it very likely will be. And then I think maybe Kenny wins back. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because Christian is still. Like they're doing. That's true. They tape a lot at once, so maybe not. They're doing a lot of the imp- so the it just they just might not do the title versus title. Yeah. To to keep that belt on impact. That's true. That's true. But yeah, yeah, this match was a lot of fun, and is, we see so fallout good. from all the interference here in a little bit of what happens with the young bucks. Yes. So next we had Brett in the back introducing Jamie Hader by name this time. Mm-hmm. Um, she she's back there. She introduces her backup, the completely jacked Jamie. Yeah, Hader. her arms are gigantic. She looked buff as hell, and she looks very different. Mm-hmm. Like very like like a complete makeover to what mm-hmm. she looked like. Like she was like dark gothic. Half her hair was black on one side, half was red on the other. Um, like her whole thing was like edgy cyber goth mm-hmm. type look and that is gone now she's glam um i've seen her in her new ring gear and it kind of looks like Britt baker's ring gear which i which is kind of cool yeah there, there's a synergy there between the two of them um yeah she breaks down and then jamie hater they give jamie hater the mic which is cool and she's good on the mic surprise mm-hmm. surprise uh she breaks it down simply she says that they go way back that Brit that Brit asked her to to show up and sort out these silly, these silly little girls in the back, and she said that um, they'll they'll pick up exactly where they left off next week. And she challenges Red Velvet to a match, so we're gonna see Jamie Hader on Dynamite. I can't fucking wait because she's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and then at the end they do the DMD, but uh, Jamie Hader doesn't. Brit says, "Oh, she'll get it next time." <laughs> Oh, that's interesting actually. Maybe yeah. uh maybe this is not long for this world at all. Yeah. Yeah, she just stood there with her arms crossed like she was the whole promo whenever they did the DMD thing. It's good. Well, I mean, I would kind of like it if she just served a role like Jake Hager for a while. Yeah, like, just like like as just like just the straight heater. Yeah, I'm not doing your bullshit, Brit. I'm just here to beat people up. <laughs> they don't have people betray the leaders quickly in AEW. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, how long true. has Wardlow been with MJF? Yeah. How long was MJF with Chris Jericho? And we saw that coming a mile away. Um, MJF with Cody lasted a lot longer than people thought. Mm-hmm. Like they, they take their sweet time. So to, to the point where you're not expecting it anymore and then yeah. it happens, which I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't appreciate was another Hardy vignette. Like, okay, I mean, I'm really done with Matt Hardy. He's on every episode. Mm-hmm. There are lots of people that we don't see for 
extended periods of time. Yeah, this, seen... the Brit segment was good, but these next few segments are a little. Yeah, the, I don't know. Could I just could have put it like another women's match in there or something. Or... <laughs> for sure, for sure. Like I don't, I don't need Matt Hardy right now, especially as an older guy. Like mm-hmm. less is more with him at this point. Yeah, especially or at with least his... just have him like. Just as the talking piece for his group, like have his group in there more, like have them doing more of this stuff, like fighting Orange Cassidy and stuff. He is good at the promo and it was a decent promo and it didn't take very long. He basically just challenges Orange Cassidy to a match and Cassidy then accepts the match and it's going to happen next week on Dynamite, which I'm happy for that. They're not putting it on the pay-per-view. That's cool. Um, Yeah, that'd be terrible if it's on the pay-per-view. As much as they want Orange Cassidy on the pay-per-view, I mean... But there's more stuff you could do with Orange Cassidy than Matt Hardy at the pay-per-view. For sure. Okay, then moving on to the next segment. And then again, this is another do we need this segment? I mean, the this this whole thing that they're setting up here has has its reason to exist, but this is Paul White and QT Marshall. Paul White comes out to the ring to talk to Tony Schiavone. Tony thanks him for having his back last week. Paul says, hey, I mean, of course I have your back. And it was really good to be back out there in the ring to get physical. He missed it. And then Q- then QT and the, in- and the factory interrupt. They come out and QT says, it's really nice and cute that you're talking about being happy to get into the ring. But me being a backstage guy, being a production guy in this company... And knowing who I know, I have some inside information. And that's that you're not as healthy as you say you are. Um, You've got three pins in your hip. You've had hip surgery. He shows the x-rays on the big screen. He shows Big Show's ass on the big screen (laughs) with a big scar on it. Big scar on it. And Big Show says, like, yeah, I know. I've had surgery. I'm a big man. Um, I've had lots of surgeries in my life. Yes, you did put my big ass on the screen. Very nice of you. Thanks for doing that. But one thing you don't realize is I am cleared and TK has has booked a match for me for for all out and that's against you my friend. And QT's face was funny whatever he said. QT sold scared. that really well. He looked like he shit his pants. Hey, did Big Show call him plugs? Like insinuating he did call he, has he called him plugs. <laughs> Here's the thing, Big Show is good on the mic because he's a funny man. Yeah, he's really funny, and he can act really well. Like whenever they'd have him crying WWE and stuff, he's always good at it. But this is weird in a weird all-out match. I mean, I guess having Big Show on is kind of a big deal. But why I like it at All Out, and I think I mentioned it before, is you need small little come down segments. Yeah, that's true. In between the big matches. Or else, or else, one of like a match that should have the fans really into it will suffer, mm-hmm. and that's happened because right. they're long shows. Like, let's say I'll throw it. Around. Yeah, because like uh, for example, Pac and Andrade, for example, might suffer. Mm-hmm. Like if it's in between, like the Bucks in a match and Kenny in a match, mm-hmm. and then they have. Pac and Andrade in between that one suffers. So you stick, stick a four minute squash of QT Marshall in there. It's four minutes for people to go to the bathroom, for people to check their phones, for people to just sit down for a minute. 
um, re recalibrate and then they're ready to cheer again because mm-hmm. you can't cheer for four hours straight. Yeah, it's impossible. That's true. So Very what true. what I th- another thing that they could do if they don't want to force uh, a big show QT match, which I don't think anyone really wants to watch. Um, I wouldn't mind it, if it was like on a dynamite or something, but yeah, I was yeah. Just thinking, it's kind of weird that it's at all out, but you make a really good point. It's like, it's why they have Toro, Toro Yano matches in, mm-hmm. in, New, in Japan. New Japan. Yeah. Just for a little funny four minute match to, to have people laugh before something crazy happens again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing that they could do is like in between matches be like, Hey, we're in the back talking to Daniel Garcia for two minutes, mm-hmm. and then they go back to a match. Like it doesn't have to go match, match, match. Yeah, they could throw in a couple like short little vignettes or a couple short little interview segments because mm-hmm. they generally don't do that during the pay per views. That could be a way to come down as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this. Now we have another talking segment. This one was good. I like this one a lot, though. Yeah, this was uh, Jade challenging Kira Hogan to a match, which is very cool. Kira Hogan, formerly of Impact, very good wrestler. Um, she This past week, she had two very impressive matches with Hikaru Shida and oh, the other person's name is escaping me, but it was another big-time person. But she looked awesome. I watched both those matches. They look. She looked really good, uh, really impressive, and it looks like uh, Jade thought so as well. So she is challenging her to a match at Elevation tomorrow, or not Elevation Rampage tomorrow for the first dance. Um, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, this is going to be great. Um, this is Kira Hogan's another person that I think will get a graphic mm-hmm. after the show. Um, cause she apparently was backstage last week, which makes sense because that's when elevation and dark is filmed. But, um, yeah, apparently she, she's been backstage that tends to, that lends me to believe that they're trying to sign her. She's very good. They're putting her on elevation or not, not elevation. They're putting her on rampage. Mm-hmm. Like they obviously, I mean, everybody sees it. Mm-hmm. Like she is, she's amazing. She, yeah. she's somebody that WWE would be clamoring to get mm-hmm. if they could get her. And but she is the partner of Diamante, so she ain't going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be fantastic. Like I've never really watched her too much because I don't watch Impact. Mm-hmm. But I watched her matches this weekend. They're fucking good, man. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, I'm excited to see her and Jade. I'm excited to see Jade's, like, the Chicago reaction for Jade. That's going to be cool. Is she from Chicago? No, just their big crowd. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's just a huge crowd reaction for Jade. You know, it'll be big. It'll be big. The, the crowd tomorrow night is going to be fucking wild. Yeah, and they have to have CM Punk come out first. Otherwise, it's just nonstop CM Punk chants the whole night. I think you do it last, but we'll talk about how we do it, how they how they make that happen later. Okay, with with how we do how we would uh, set tomorrow tomorrow's uh, card up. So 
next we next we have the the Bucks being told that there that there's going to be a tag tournament. So how this happens is the elites all backstage. They're all celebrating. Don's talking about how the Bucks are going to how the Bucks have earned themselves a new shoe shopping spree. Um, I guess maybe Don's going to pay for it for them. Um, but uh, then. Tony Schiavone interrupts and he says that actually, you know what, because of how all of you guys have been acting with all the elites interference in all in each other's matches, TK has announced that there's going to be a tag team eliminator tournament um, starting at Rampage ending next week. And it's going to have the Varsity Blondes, Private Party, Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express. And the winners get to face the Bucks in a steel cage in Chicago at All Out. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, here we go. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere, you've just put a bunch of these guys in high-pressure situations. Mm-hmm. These tournaments are fantastic. We're going to get either Lucha Bros or Jurassic Express yeah, for sure. against the Bucks. It'd be um, funny if it was just private party, but <laughs> or like varsity blondes. But I think it's gonna be Lucha Bros. Because yeah, you're getting two stories out of it: the tag match and the Andrade Pac Death Triangle mm-hmm. story. For sure. Yep, definitely. And the the Bucks are gonna win, mm-hmm. and that's gonna lead to shit between Andrade and the Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. And then at some point, I think. Whenever they do the Ohio, the Cincinnati, Ohio show, that's when Varsity Blondes are going to get their shot. Yeah, because they're from there, so that'll be good. Yeah, so that, least... that's, that's in a few weeks. <laughs> so, after the pay-per-view. So that'll be good. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, this is great. And obviously, the elite goes wild when they hear about this. They're so pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what Cutler said at the end of the promo, but he had another one of those funny, like, dumb lines that he's been having. Oh, yeah, they were, they're, they're all going to go to Hawaii. Yeah. And they all storm off and he's he's left standing there. He says, Can I still go to Hawaii? Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, this is great. I've never seen the young bucks in a steel cage, and I'm really excited. I don't think I have either. God, if it's against the Lucha Bros, somebody's taking a package pile driver off the top of the cage. Calling it oh, now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nick Jackson's dying. Yeah, well, Nick Jackson and Phoenix are going to try to outdo each other with a destroyer of some kind. Okay, Penta and Matt Jackson are dying. Mm-hmm. At yeah. the same time, they mm-hmm. point at each other. And yeah, then... they do a Canadian destroyer off the top of the cage on both of them. Fucking hell. <laughs> Double rotation. Yeah. <laughs> Double Canadian destroyer. Oh, my God. Oh my, I, can't, I just pictured that in my head. That's scary even just thinking about it. <laughs> it made my eyes twitch just thinking about it. <laughs> my eyes are bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so next segment. This segment also made my eyes bleed. Oh so man! This, and everyone knows how much I'm a huge fan of Team Taz, but this was they are scuffling. They are scuffling yeah. with these guys right now. They don't know. Yeah, what we even got doing. Hobbs in the freaking coolest overalls I've ever seen, and it it still amounted to nothing. Yeah, it was weird. So it starts off, Taz is just in the ring, showing off Hook like he's Vanna White. Like, <laughs> look at my son! Yeah, it's my son Hook. Everyone cheers. and We're like, yeah, is... we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Starks comes out on stage, and he gets the pop, because again, it's Texas. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, yeah! Dressed... Ricky Starks! 
dressed like you. the 90s rock too it was awesome <laughs> i was like okay so maybe we are getting this match and he says he says brian cage why don't you come out here so we can have our face to face and then it shows a video of brian cage in the back and he's being beaten up by will hobbs and then brian cage fights back and ricky starks just says oh shit we gotta get back there and help and then taz is like okay yeah taz and, then, and hook just kind of walks slow back there like and then it just cuts and there's nothing to it. It was like, why is this on the show? Yeah, it this should not be on the show. Like, it's just bad. You didn't show him, like, <laughs> go backstage to help Hobbs out. It, I thought I thought maybe when we come back from commercial or something, they'll be showing him backstage fighting. Nope. Yeah, it went nowhere. It was so out of place. It didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're just scuffling with these guys right now, which is so weird after that Starks versus Cage match, which was amazing mm-hmm. i'm cage is one guy i'm a little worried for as well like what yeah. he's one of those guys that when the contract comes up i'm like they haven't really done much with him no he can't talk is the problem he's got mm-hmm. no personality like what i'm they need I'd to be, do is just have him because he's awesome in the ring like he's got so many yeah. cool moves. they need to just have him wrestle more yeah he needs to be wrestling every other week he's so mm-hmm. cool in the ring and He's somebody that could, I don't know. I don't know if you, you don't really want to job him out, but he could just make people look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this was odd. Very, 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 very strange. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we have Death Triangle and Andrade. Uh, another one of these funny segments. I like them. Um, I'm starting to get a little sick of Chavo. But uh, <laughs> I think that's the point, though. <laughs> but uh, it it starts out with Pac saying that All Out would be a perfect place for him to face Andrade. That's the same town, same building, the same paper, same pay per view where he destroyed Kenny Omega on two weeks' notice. Yeah, um, a little little dig that uh, Andrade couldn't beat uh, Kenny last weekend. Of course, totally, <laughs> really good. Like that's that's <laughs> like under the radar elite level stuff there mm-hmm. and then andrade uh shows up and he tells Pac, his little friend that he that if he wants to if he wants to wrestle andrade he needs to agree to his lengthy list of conditions he hands him and a then he hands like phone like book <laughs> fat stack he hands him like yeah he hands him the phone book i was going to say the bible but this is bigger yeah um it's hilarious it's how big that stack of papers was for a singles match. <laughs> and he says, I understand it's big, but you have to go through it. So I wonder what type of stipulations could be in there. Because if it's oh. just a if it's just a gag, that's weird. I'm sure somewhere in there it's gonna be the Lucha Bros have to work for Andrade if he wins. Mm-hmm. Somewhere buried deep in there. Their custody. You know his papers assistant guy has a, has a Twitter account? Who? The assistant guy for Andrade? Has his own Twitter. His his name's Andrade Assistant. I just saw it <laughs> pop up. Randy was like, "Oh crap! The guy's got a Twitter." <laughs> Is it real? Uh, the only thing I saw him tweet was, uh, "Be sure to check out Dynamite tonight." It was like the other day. <laughs> oh shit! Maybe it is then. That's it just made funny. me laugh. That <laughs> I was like, "Holy crap!" That's very funny. Um, yeah. Then Chavo wishes Lucha Brothers best of luck in the tournament. Without mm-hmm. Andrade, they're never winning the belts. 
It's fine. I find that Chavo tends to just repeat what Andrade says. Yeah. He which does. is kind of he annoying. He says it louder. So to me, I'm just, okay, I really wish Chavo was Flair. Man. Just just put him on a train and send him to AEW, please. <laughs> Get him off that train. Have him come out with Andrade. <laughs> Have him come out to bronze music. Go, chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> <laughs> If you uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, just I guess Google Ric Flair train and it'll probably come up. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know. You probably know, yeah. Okay, so next we have Ford versus Rosa in the women's <laughs> the women's death slot, unfortunately, mm-hmm. which is the come down to leading into the main event, which is unfortunate. But there wasn't really anything to come down to because this was a lot of promos before this. For sure, yeah, you're not coming down from anything. So this was a this was an upswing, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So for Ford, unfortunately, she either had her luggage lost or stolen. Um, yeah, at the airport, so she was wrestling in street co street clothes. So that was very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, it like broke Jr.'s mind. <laughs> Rose, <laughs> yeah, Jr. Strangely thought that these women were were wrestling in high heels for some reason um he he commented on their foot attire he like he said like oh well you you can understand why they're not as a uh, uh, like stable on their footing because these women wrestle in all kinds of strange uh all kinds footwear. of strange footwear in these matches and like jr they're wrestling in flat bottom wrestling boots right now yeah. just like all the men <laughs> Yeah, it's not 1998 anymore where they're having evening gown matches and stuff. It's like his like his eyesight's gone. He 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 <laughs> just assumes that all women are in high heels. Yeah, and they're like no, Jr. They're wrestling in boots, mm-hmm. like the same boots they always wrestle in. Like ah, oh, Lord, yeah. So Rosa's working her stiff her stiff style as yeah, she, she got knows. a hell of a pop though. She came out in all the Texas gear. They're oh my god. She gets a massive pop. She gets the Road Warrior pop, mm-hmm. um, especially in Texas. Um, they love her there. Um, Ford hit a massive cutter on the outside, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Heading into the commercial break, so I was just like, "Oh, damn, chill, Ford." Like it was, <laughs> it was really nice. Um, there was a missile drop kick. For, and this is the highlight of the match. Actually, no, it's not. There are a few cool spots in this, but there was a missile drop kick from Rosa to Ford. That Ford's selling against the ropes was exquisite. She just did a full back yeah, bend she, yeah, she over top of the middle rope. All the way out of the, the ring. It was cool. It was amazing. Then Ford would reverse a fire thunder driver into a pinning attempt. And then Ford would, she would repeatedly go for the Moodle lock. That's mm-hmm. her finisher. And it's a really cool finisher. She looks great doing it. But every time she would do it, Thunder Rosa would roll over and try and counter with this submission of her own. She one time she got her in a single leg Boston Crab. Uh, she'll tr- she tried to like put it into a pin or something. But the second time uh, Penelope got her in in her in that hold again, Rosa rolled over and instead of trying to get her legs out, she's just like, "I'm just gonna choke her out." Mm-hmm. So she grabbed her with one arm and just got her in like a bulldog choke while she was still had her legs locked in. Mm-hmm. And it looks brutal. It was 
awesome. Both women were screaming yeah. when that was happening. Like it looked horrific. And it was mm-hmm. a fantastic finish. Yeah. I loved it. And Rose is the number one or technically the number one contender, right? She's well, it's weird. She was number one last week, and then they announced in this match that she was the number two. So it's like they just like, we're just going to retcon that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think uh, Statlander had a match between yeah. last week and this week to put her well, Plus Thunder Rose is like 18 and one. Like, that's a hard record to <laughs> go past. <laughs> yeah, like, she's like 22 and one, and Statlander's like 12 and three. Mm-hmm. It's like no, but it's yeah, not. They obviously, want to do Statlander versus uh, Brit at All Out. Like, if you want that to be the case, then stop having Rosa win every week on Dark. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But I mean, Rosa's super over, so that you know they want to put her on the shows. How they set this match up was actually pretty cool. Because um, I watched uh, Dark and Elevation this week because there there are a lot of really like indie talents that i've been watching over the past few years mm-hmm. like now that they're traveling they're getting like the top talents from each area coming on so they had lee moriarty this past week which i fucking i was wearing his shirt when i was watching his match yeah. he he's probably the top guy in the indies right now um then but they had masha masha slamovich on on dark this week and she was amazing she had a incredible match with uh with penelope ford she was really good in that match and penelope ford wouldn't relinquish the hold after the match and <laughs> thunder rosa was on commentary and masha slamovich is from mission pro or she's worked in mission pro so thunder rosa knows her she's like that's it i'm not gonna let her take liberties with mm-hmm. my women. So she run down there and chased off Ford setting up the match for dynamite. So I was like, that's good. This is what you got to be doing. Like that's, I, I really like that shit. Mm-hmm. And I want uh Masha Slamovich to come back. I highly recommend. There are yeah, a lot of cool. great matches on dark this week. Kira Hogan's two match matches. Mm-hmm. Lee, Lee Moriarty had a match. Garcia, I think had a match 2.0 had a match. Um, slant, like just like match after match, like really, this is as good as dark and dark elevation have been mm-hmm. in a long time. And it's all fresh faces that we have not seen, so that was cool to see. Um, so the next segment we have a talking segment that was excellent, and this is so we have Arn and Brock in the back, and oh, yeah, Arn's talking <laughs> about his recovery since the initial attack from Malachi Black. And he says, it's been seven weeks. I'm finally starting to recover from it. He's like, I'm still having some issues. He's like, it was terrifying. It was brutal. And I just got a chance to look at next week's card of Dynamite. And I see that Brock has signed himself up to face Malachi Black. And he says, Brock, how could you do something so stupid? It's like, you do not have to do this. He's going to hurt you. And then Brock tells him, Dad, with all due respect, this decision isn't up to you. Mm -hmm. And Brock's going to die. Yeah. (laughs) He's going to get murdered. We hardly knew you. Golly. When I saw that, I was like, oh, man. 
poor Brock. I saw there was I was watching the uh, the post show of uh, Fightful last night and somebody I I can't remember their name, but sent in a comment that says after that match, he'll no longer look like Arn. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if whoever that was, if that was you, that was a very funny joke. <laughs> um, yeah, so now so now we have the three. Be- these are the three best talking segments of the night. The next one is Miro. Thank God for Miro. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's he starts off talking about Fuego del Sol. He says last week Miro was unable to forgive Fuego del Sol, and he says Fuego did not earn that contract. He took the easy way out when he signed that contract after his loss. He said that he he can't be happier he can't be happier than serving God every day. And his hot wife every night. Every night. Oh my god, amazing! And then he says <laughs> he ends the segment by saying, "Eddie Kingston, I would like to. I would like you to have a have a talk with the Redeemer." Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! Like if there's ever a way to take the belt off of Miro, if there's ever a way, Arthur Ashe in New York, Eddie Kingston. Oh man, that place would go nuts that's what you have to do like mm-hmm. as soon as our arthur ash was announced everybody and their mother was like eddie kingston needs to win the tnt title in new york mm-hmm. he has to yeah you don't even have to have him have it for that long you can have uh miro win it back but yeah and they can they can kind of they can do a feud now until new york mm-hmm. like you yeah. can just feud like uh find creative ways of leading up to that because it's not that far away yeah it's probably didn't Miro say something like he's tired of waiting to be challenged so he's gonna start challenging people yeah i think it's less than a month away yeah yeah we're getting to the end of august now which is nuts mm-hmm. but yeah this is gonna be awesome and i like your idea of kingston winning the title there even though i don't to. want miro's miro's championship brain to end it's literally it's in Kingston's borough of New mm-hmm. York. It's in yeah. Queens. He's from Queens. Mm-hmm. Fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. You can't not. It has to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I would be fine if they didn't do that match there and Miro still retains, but Kingston has to win mm-hmm. if he has that match in New York. It has to be done. Mm-hmm. And then we have moxley and i'm not i can't go word for word what he says in his promo but moxley talks about how he carried the company on his back during the whole pandemic the hardest year and a half that we've all had in our memories um and he says now all of a sudden all these people are coming out of the woodwork and they all want to turn at the title they all want to they all want to show up in AEW. Uh, he says, Kenny Omega, he's a goofball who needs an army around him. Hangman, he's a whiny little bitch on a horse. Christian, he's old and frail, and he should have stayed retired. And it was only when the fans came back that all these people all of a sudden want to be in AEW. Oh, mm-hmm. no, not, now that the fans are back, but during the pandemic, nobody wanted to challenge Mox. Mm-hmm. Nobody was coming through that uh, forbidden door. That shit was locked tight. Um, which is a little 
false because of Kenta, but for the storyline <laughs> purposes, we're going to yeah. go with that. And he's like, Garcia, are you sure you want this? I mean, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, but mm-hmm. let's do it. Let's that main event awesome. it. Mm-hmm. Like, we're getting Garcia versus John Moxley at the main event of the first dance of the Allstate Arena. Mm-hmm. I think it's Allstate. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. There's there's one arena that's uh, loyal to WWE and one that's loyal to, well, that's not loyal to anybody. And I think that's Allstate. Mm-hmm. But I've heard, I've heard. Well, this is from What Culture, and they were saying that. The warning to Garcia is they picture it as a warning to CM Punk and Danielson, but using Garcia as the name. Mm-hmm. But then you can extend it to Tanahashi. You can extend it to Osprey. You can extend it to Minoru when he shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, if you think Mox is just going to let you walk in here and be celebrated in front of the fans, think again. Yeah. like That's, And this is perfect for Mox, too. And like he's mad, he's mad mm-hmm. right now. He's been doing like angry promos for weeks now, like mm-hmm. getting more and more pissed off that all these people think that they can just walk into the company. Yeah. And then Garcia's like, Garcia, you think you can just jump me when I'm walking to the ring? Mm-hmm. Like beat me with a pipe? I'm gonna beat you within the inch of your life. Yeah. Like that's gonna be awesome. Could be great. Like, I swear to God, Tony Khan. I tweeted this earlier, but Tony Khan is. Like he's playing my 2K universe mode. Yeah. <laughs> like where I guarantee like I've got Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta up in the card wrestling with like, oh, I'm gonna have him wrestle Sting here and Moxley here and Eddie Kingston. Like, this is my fantasy booking. These are my dreams. And well, Tony Khan's Tony Khan's is like, I'm doing it. Yeah. He probably it. has the same universe mode. <laughs> But it I, is so good. Brian Danielson comes in. He they, he needs to have a faction with those guys, just shooters, and they just stretch people out. Yeah the the only sad thing for me right now is Wheeler Yuta is with the best friends, and Daniel Garcia is with Two mm-hmm. and I like that setup at the moment. But yes, uh, Christopher Daniels would be specifically he'd be perfect with Daniel Garcia. I think. Mm-hmm. And Lee Moriarty as well, because he's. V- it depends the attitude that Christopher Daniels comes in with. If he comes in with his his Jimmy Willikers, yes, you said Christopher Daniels. <laughs> I I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if he comes in with his like G Willikers, like I'm a, the squeaky clean baby face, then it's Lee Moriarty. Then maybe it's Wheeler Yuta. But if he comes in and he's got a little bit of that edge, then Daniel Garcia is perfect. He already has the red ring gear. Mm-hmm. I know. I want Danielson to come in, no beard, no long hair, like his early ROH days when he had no hair on his body and he just beat the shit out of people. That's what I want. So in that <laughs> sense, it's Daniel Garcia. Mm-hmm. That is like he's Red Death. That's his name. That's perfect for Red Death and the American Dragon. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Yeah. Call it Red Dragon. Done. There you go. Okay, so next we have the main event. And I haven't even thought of that while we've been doing this, but we had <laughs> Jericho versus MJF in the fifth trial of Jericho. Um, the fans pulled it off with a little help from the lyrics on their phones, but they did it. They yeah, sang did you Judas. See the, 
one fans is like three or four fans. They had all the lyrics on their signs. Yeah, which that is made very me laugh funny. really hard. I was like, "That's awesome!" <laughs> yeah, it was great. Great match. Really well laid out. I thought this was the best Jericho has looked in three years. Um, yeah, this match was good. I liked it. The only thing it to me is it didn't really feel like the final match in a series, which is why I think we'll get another one. But I agree mm-hmm. because there was. You would think that MJF would talk afterwards. Yeah. There would that, be a little bit more to it. Yeah, they kind of seemed like they're out of time because he, he got the win and just kind of left the ring. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to see Jericho again. However, we still have Wardlow and Hager wanting to face each other again. We still have FTR and Santana and Ortiz are going to mm-hmm. face each other again. We know that's coming, so... The feud can't be done yet with yeah. the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Jericho's gone. I now, can see that. And it's the other guys have to settle it, which would be mm-hmm. cool. Because um, I believe Fozzie's going on tour. It's not till after All Out, but it's in September. Like they're Yeah, start apparently he doesn't have any Wednesday dates, which is oh, interesting. He probably set up the tour for that reason then. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did that before. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he pulled off all his best moves, and he looked good doing it. Um, MJF grabbed the camera and did the Jericho <laughs> spot with the middle finger, with the middle finger. But he did it to the crowd, and then he spun around, and there was Jericho. And Jericho punched the camera lens right in yeah. the face. <laughs> that was awesome. Which is funny because uh, <laughs> in the real world, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, for, it hurt Jericho's for, hand more for than the anything. fans at home. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, MJF worked the injured arm brilliantly, and that was the injured arm that MJF initially injured way mm-hmm. back at the uh, Blood and Guts, which is cool. Um, Jericho used a ref distraction to grab Floyd the bat. He hit Jericho with it, threw the bat away before the ref could turn around, and then he goes to hit the Judas effect, and he's like, oh shit, I forgot mm-hmm. I can't do that. This gives... Um, MJF the opportunity to hit Jericho with the Judas effect and then yeah. lock on the the salt of the earth, which he taps out Jericho with. I loved that. That was a yeah. it was a good ending. I thought it was a really well put together match. Just very mm-hmm. classic, um like just a very good TV match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was good. We got to see the Heat Seeker, which I love that move from MJF. It's so pendulum good. rope assisted pile driver. Jericho hit a lion salt, which the crowd went nuts for. I haven't seen people go that nuts for the lion salt in a well, long time. It was a good lion salt. He mm-hmm. got some height and some distance on it. Yeah. You remember, um, was it last year when he tried to hit the lion salt? They didn't look so good. And then the next week he did it perfectly. Like, yeah, fuck. Yes. Yeah. There's the one <laughs> week where he spiked himself on his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the next week he did it perfectly. But yeah. The next did. week was the best one he'd done in years. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this match was good. But like we were saying, it, it lacked that like finality to it. Yeah, and not the match, but like the overall angle. Yeah, because it's just Jericho laying there, and MJF walks out of the ring. Like it, I have a feeling they maybe they'll do like a like an I quit match, and like the loser actually quits in quotations or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like, but yeah, look, here's the thing: Jericho that- could probably do something to like feed off MJ's ego. Like, look, you beat me, but you didn't beat me at my fullest because I couldn't do my moves. So did you really beat me or something like that? Well, yeah. 
Because now we have to think that CM Punk uh, and potentially Brian Danielson are both coming in within the next two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. We have to think that, that that's happening. And one of the main targets or one of the three major guys that I think could face those two guys is MJF. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So whatever he's doing with Jericho would have to wrap up quick or maybe Jericho's gone for a while. I don't know. Yeah. You, I mean, you could always go back to their match. Yeah. You, I mean, uh, AW revisits things all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is three and zero against Jericho, so maybe you don't need to do another match. That's the thing. Three and zero seems pretty fine. Seems mm-hmm. pretty fine. And I don't know. Maybe the the lacking of finality just could have been the show was jam packed and they had no time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next week we'll get like a big MJF celebration. You see, this is where I think one of those guys could play a role. Mm-hmm. Is MJF being out there? gloating talking about how he took out jericho then maybe like flight of the valkyries comes in over the over the airway and then maybe we get him versus mjf who's a new york guy at arthur ash yeah maybe who knows like maybe that's the feud there and like mjf right now doesn't have a doesn't have a feud for all out it could be jericho it yeah. very well could be here mjf's records like he's not even in the top five. He's only had like two singles wins this whole year or something like that. Yeah, they did a they do a really good job with that because if you have him in matches, he needs to be winning them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know that's what I mean. Like it's smart because you don't want him to start going for the title at least till Hangman has because he's on every episode. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't felt like he hasn't been doing anything. Like AW does a really really good job with that. Yeah, because yeah, you just put him in a lot of multi man matches or tag matches and. That way it doesn't really affect his record. Okay, so let's look at the next episode, which is tomorrow, um, <laughs> which will be today for when this podcast goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start with Private Party versus Jurassic Express. That's part of the Eliminator Tournament. That's going to be good. Um, yeah, I fully expect Jurassic Express to go over there. Oh, for sure. And the crowd will. the crowd for this night is going to be hot as hell. Mm-hmm. Then we have Jade Cargill versus Kira Hogan. This is going to be a great match. Um, I kind of expect Kira Hogan to carry Jade a little bit. That'll be that's kind of funny. Oh, um, for considering sure. that yeah, she's Kira's not a uh, she's been wrestling for years, mm-hmm. which is cool too. Kira's got her own little rampage picture for the design too. So like yeah, I think coming off of her and stuff for sure. She's she's had the photos done. She's got all mm-hmm. the like she's signed. It's mm-hmm. just not announced yet, which is nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know that she signed. I just believe she signed. I mean, if you're making these graphics for him, because it's not just a generic them staying in a graphic, like she's posing with the lightning coming off of her. Mm-hmm. And on your, probably the biggest show, which is crazy that it's not Dynamite of the Year. Cause the it, is... it says something. <laughs> yeah. It, it says something that they uh, gave her the trust to uh, have this match, especially mm-hmm. with Jade. Uh-huh who is yeah. still green and somebody that they have a lot of money tied up in mm-hmm. going forward. And then we have John Moxley versus Daniel Garcia in the main event 
of the biggest show of the year, <laughs> which is my dream come true. Yeah. Um, and I have heard, this is where I have heard that uh, this, I'm going to ape what culture a little bit because they, they talked about their theory and it was just looking at this graphic. It makes some sense. Who has, um, who is rumored to be facing CM Punk? It's Darby Allen, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so who has been involved with all of these guys but isn't on the graphic? Darby. Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. There's three guys on one side and two on the other. Yeah. So something's going to happen within that main event where there's going to be some fucking bullshit happening with 2.0. They're going to get involved. They're going to... Something's going to happen, and at some point... Darby and CM Punk are going to come face to face. Darby's going to get involved. CM Punk's going to come out. They had their own like specific theory. I'm not going to run down that whole theory of their, how, how they blocked it, but this makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. I don't know to me. if you want to wait to have CM Punk come out that long because that crowd is just going to get more and more restless waiting for him. I think the crowd, I don't think the crowd's going to be restless. I think the crowd's going to be excited. Mm hmm. Like, I don't think they're going to want to derail their own show because they know it's coming. <laughs> like, I think you tease it all night. Like, you you give little teases and have get them, like, rabid. They need to show then, just, like, a hand opening the door with the X on the tape. <laughs> like, I think this main event ends with, f- with five to ten minutes left on the show. And you know <laughs> that an angle's coming. And then CM Punk comes out. And he gets involved because we had John Moxley talking about people coming through that door and he doesn't want them there. We have, we have Darby's involvement with all five of these guys. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think it's going to happen somewhere in there. And I think that's genius booking to right in front of our eyes, be having all these guys interact with Darby in the past mm-hmm. three weeks. And then Makes have sense. it. I think it's fucking crazy that Tony Khan does this. He's a he's a wizard. Tony Khan is a wizard. If my theory, how I would do it, you got your main event. I say you just keep the hey, welcome to Rampage, and then you hear the static from the beginning of the the song, uh, Cult Personality, and CM Punk just comes right out of the beginning. Well, one thing you could also do, you could have him come out earlier. And then have him come out again later. Yeah, to, yeah you could do that to too. Get invo- you could, to get involved. You could very much do that too. Yeah. Okay. And then we we have wrestling again next week. Yeah. And it's, it's not that far away. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this card. The first match on it is Varsity Blondes versus Lucha Brothers. Again, that's one of the Eliminators. Again, I fully believe that Lucha Brothers win. But it could be Varsity Blondes. But I don't see it happening. Because... I th- would bet $10 that it's the 99% sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we have Red Velvet versus Jamie Hayter. That match is going to be great. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see Jamie. Like, that is not the person that was in AEW last time. That's cool. Last Friday so when she did... debuted, you said it was Jamie Hayter. I, I was like, I, that, I didn't look like her. <laughs> not at all. It does mm-hmm. not look like the same person who was here. Like, she looks completely different the person who was here last time was a goth person with orange and black hair Mm -hmm. that is not a goth person yeah (laughs) like that is 
That's cool. He's gone from goth to boss, if you ever watched the IT crowd. Whole completely different gimmick, which I like mm-hmm. it. Okay, then we have Orange Cassie versus Matt Hardy. That match is going to be good, regardless it'll be, of... It'll be funny, and there'll be lots of outside-the-ring shenanigans and stuff. Matt Hardy, when the big matches have happened, he's delivered. Mm-hmm. I just haven't enjoyed the stories. Yeah. But the match will be good. The match will be good. Oh, I can say that. And then we have Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson. Poor, poor Brock Anderson. And then I predict that we're going to have another thing added to this card about a certain person speaking next mm-hmm. week. Oh, a sure. certain person named uh, I don't know, Colonel Mustard. Yeah. Chief Mariachi. That's <laughs> what I've heard him call himself. Chicago made the Colonel Mustard with the microphone mm-hmm, yeah. in the center of the ring. In the center of the ring, yeah. Oh, for sure. As soon as he debuts tomorrow, Saturday afternoon, there'll be a thanks CM Punk talks this Wednesday. Top of the hour. They are going to suck all the wind out of SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like they've killed SummerSlam. This is like a. A crazy. Uh, I'm sure they didn't mean to do this, uh, like uh, beforehand. But this is just like such a crazy coincidence that all this is happening at once. Apparently, I don't know if this is true, but some some people have said that uh, Punk has been spotted in Chicago. Granted, he's from Chicago. Yeah, he so lives that's there. Not, that's not that crazy. <laughs> that's funny. Punk I'm spotted in Chicago. Toronto all the yeah. time. Yeah, you, you spot me in Oklahoma City every day. <laughs> um yeah he's been saying that he's uh he's like oh no on uh on that friday i actually have a uh i have a screening for heels mm-hmm. that i have to go to which is funny yeah, um, his movie that he's in he's in a like a vampire movie or something it just came to shutter that's supposedly pretty good i don't know yeah he he likes doing horror movies which is cool mm-hmm. um, well did you see batista Tweet yeah. at him, say like he put him over. A, yeah, <laughs> see, he's a bigger actor than a, a wrestler in the future. And Punk said like, "Oh man, I you're like my template, template for wrestler turn actor." So that's a, like high praise. I was like, "That's nice." Well, Batista when he first started sucked <laughs> at acting. So, I mean, that's uh that's pretty that's pretty like he went from being like someone was like, "Oh no, that's gonna kill the movie." To now, I'm really excited whenever. Yeah, I see now Batista is my favorite. Um, wrestler turned actor like I, anytime he's in a movie i'm like oh i gotta see that yeah even that a... like my spy movie i i found enjoyable where he's like teaming with a, like a nine-year-old girl <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah so uh this this is it's just crazy i mean i wish i had the i think it's a bigger deal for you being an old ring of honor guy mm-hmm. i didn't know what ring of honor was when he was there um the only CM Punk I watched at all, really, was I watched him in ECW. <laughs> and then he came to WWE and I watched it. And I was like, ah, he's not as edgy as he was in ECW. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, uh, it'd be cool to see him uh, back out of the WWE ring. I mean, he hasn't wrestled in like nine years. So, yeah. He's going to have some ring rush for sure. But, I mean, he's been training and he's on that, that heel show. So, I'm sure he's been. People wrestling. have people have said that he looks really really good. <laughs> there was a rumor that uh, he was training in the pro wrestling tree 
pro wrestling tees factory. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's in Chicago too. Their store. So that makes yeah, sense. It, it's uh, and AW is very heavily linked to that. So mm-hmm. that would make sense that they could hide yeah. him in there. Um, but yeah, apparently the people that saw him training with heels said that he looks good. He doesn't look like he lost a step. So that's, that's good. Awesome. Have have you been able to catch any heels? No, I don't have stores, so I that can't. sucks. It's yeah, uh, it gets I, bundled in with our stuff in Canada. Yeah, it'll be like Stars always does like the free weekend, so I'm hoping a, a bunch of it's out, so I could just whenever I get one of those free weekends for Stars, I could just binge it. It's really good, man. I like. Yeah, that's it what I've lot. heard. I've heard nothing but good things. It's a uh, very much inter. It's an interpersonal family story within wrestling, mm-hmm. very heavy on the business aspect of it, like the behind yeah. the scenes which is awesome. Um, the wrestling looks good. And yeah, it's, it's really good. And one thing that I liked, I was very curious what wrestlers thought of it. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at a bunch of like what indie wrestlers thought of it. And they all have really liked it so far. They said that the, the business aspect of it seems quite accurate. <laughs> well, he's friends with Stephen Emil's friends with Cody. So I'm sure. They... Yeah, no, he's got links to it. Mm-hmm. Is um, Cody in the show? Apparently, he's supposed to be he, guest starring on it. Right? I think I don't know if he uh, he might make an appearance at some point, but I think he was almost like a consultant okay. for like the wrestling aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, CM Punk is is on the show mm-hmm. at some point. He's he isn't in the first episode. Spoiler: No CM Punk in first episode. <laughs> but um, he shows up later as uh, an older vet or something. Okay. Maybe a trainer of some kind. I don't know. But yeah, uh, I'm a little bummed we don't have stars, but we've got enough premium streaming services. I can't afford to pay for stars. <laughs> so. Yeah, but you, I didn't know I had stars, but it's mm-hmm. it's with the uh, our the cable package just to get just to get cable. It comes with mm-hmm. it. That's cool. It's funny. yeah, like on YouTube TV, like every couple of months they do like a try out stars free for this weekend. So mm-hmm. I'll just wait for one of those. And then. Yeah. In Canada, we have crave, which is what the, the major, uh, cable companies use. They use crave and crave just bundles in like six different. So HBO is in there. Stars is in there. FX is in there. And they just really like, cool. they just jam it together in one nice mm-hmm. package. That's really you, cool. You can't even avoid it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much people really like hearing us talk about cable packages, but no, I know. So we should go. All right, <laughs> yeah. goodbye. See. You.